Oh, man, Hoser, I'll tell you what, I can't wait to go trick-or-treating. What about you? Man, I don't know. I haven't been trick-or-treating in years. I mean, being 33 and all, I mean... So, by the way, what are you going to dress up as? Man, you know what? I was going to go as Jay Weezy, but, you know, I just don't have enough facial hair. I just can't do it. <laughs> he is growing out the beard. I have noticed that. That's very impressive. He saw Negan on Walking Dead, and he's like, I got to do that. And he's just... Yeah. Well, I was thinking about going to Superman this year. What do you think? Man, you know what? You, you've got the jaw. you got a good jaw for it. Well, thank you. Should be, thank you should be Superman. You know? Grayson's Superman this year. I figured I'd go ahead and match him. He's a trendsetter. He is, yeah. You know what? I think I should get my Batman costume out, and you know, we can just go you know, all Martha style on everything. You know? Right, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I think it's, it's going to be good. Well, all right, be- man. Well, hey, before we head out, let's, uh, let's go grab a slice of pizza. What do you say? Yeah, you know what? Just before we put on tights, we need to go eat pizza. Yeah, let's do it. Whoa, dude! Did you did you cook eggs? There's a cooked egg on the counter. No, you know I always clean up. Oh, after whatever, you, you you hoser. I gotta clean up after you all the time. Jeez, it's like we're married. Any if I skim any more yolk off this table, I swear to God, it's that, that's it. <laughs> oh, dude, what's going on with the fridge? It's glowing. Come on, I got, I didn't get it on that much of a discount. Stupid cheeky. Oh, you hoser. There's slime everywhere. Dude, don't clean after yourself at all, man. You're hard well, to live I with. I clean up just fine. Oh I yeah, right. Outside of the refrigerator, it was okay. All right, well, let, well let's we'll clean up the mess when we get back. All right, let me go ahead and open this thing. Okay. What the? Are you a god? <laughs> uh, no. Then Do me a favor. What? Next time somebody asks if you are a god, you say yes. Oh man, dude, where are we? This this looks kind of familiar. Oh no, man. It's usually, I'm not really. I mean, this kind of looks like a firehouse, but I don't really. I've never really been in too many of them. Yeah, Maybe police yeah. stations, but I don't know. So it's those portals, man. Hey, dude, check it out. There's a book over there. No, don't do it. Don't do it, man. Didn't you see Evil Dead? No. So, uh, okay, it says it's from Ray's Occult Books. Looks like, uh, oh, man. It's the Ghostbusters Turtles crossover. What the, what? No way. And, just to, just to make bad matters even better, some pizza from UFO Pizzeria. Well, hey, I'm not for one for passing up pizza. I just found in a building I've never been in. Oh, dude, and they even have a Turtles cabinet over here. Oh, man. Okay. I call Donnie. Donatello. Right no here. way. Take off. You got Donatello last time. I call him this time. Hey, no. Last oh, time don't you start. anything, we ended up here. All right? Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. Well, what do you say we uh, have a slice of pizza and we talk about this comic? What do you say? All right. Let's get to it. Michelangelo here, you know, the master of the whirling pizzas. 
And you, my friend, are listening to Turtle Flakes, a bodacious bowl of Ninja Turtles goodness, brought to you by my radical dudes, Rob and John. Cowabunga! Cowabunga, dudes and dudettes, and happy Halloween! Uh, I am your lowly co-host, Rob, and join with me, as always, is my main man, my partner in Ninja Turtle crime, Josh O'Rourke. Happy Halloween, everyone. Cowabunga. Yeah, this is going to be a spooky episode. Don't get spooked. Don't do it. <laughs> Sorry, we're going to have Halloween puns all throughout this thing. Well, maybe you will. That's I'm not so good at the puns. So. I'm not either. I'm not either. No, well, you don't make good ones, but you're good at making them. So. <laughs> I think that's a compliment. Thank you. If you want to take it that way, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I got one for you. I got one for you. All right, okay. just just to really embarrass you. How do you fix a broken jack-o'-lantern? Oh God! How? How? With a pumpkin patch, huh? Oh, that was that one's actually good. That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's all I got. That's all I got. All right. So, guys, uh, today we are discussing something I I'm really excited about because I have been meaning to read this comic book for so long, the at least the graphic novel of it for so long because I've had it for over a year, and that is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ghostbusters crossover. So, have you ever read this before, man? Uh no, you know what? I technically still haven't. I haven't. I have not been able to finish it just because something always happens before I can finish the book. Oh, yeah. But uh, I haven't. You know what? You wanted me to be honest, man. This is not even a crossover that I ever thought I would see. I never put the Ghostbusters together with the Ninja Turtles. So, um, because it was always like Ninja Turtles and Avengers or Ninja Turtles and Batman or something like that. But yeah, I never really imagined a crossover with the Ghostbusters. This is a really cool idea because they're so dynamically different. I mean, what a group of four guys fighting with laser beams and a group of four turtles fighting with ninjas. Right. Ninjutsu <laughs> tactics and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so which one do you think is a little bit more shocking of a crossover? The Batman one or this one? This one. This one, yeah. I mean, I wanted to, uh, I was going to put the idea to uh, do the Batman crossover for Halloween, considering, you know, Batman and all that, but this is a much better fit. And I think this is a more ambitious crossover. Right. Just because, I mean, you can put anything together with Batman and it's a guaranteed hit. Uh, Ninja right. Turtle and Ghostbuster one, that, that's a little bit more iffy. And, of course, only, in my opinion, only IDW could have done this correctly, you know, without making, like, 2000 spinoffs and here's the action figure line or whatever so <laughs> i think this this is the right publishing company to do it yeah oh yeah and you know and it shocks me because these are two franchises that i absolutely loved as a kid um mm -hmm. i remember having all the ghostbusters toys i was into the real ghostbusters cartoon yeah. i watched it's funny i watched the second movie first because i think it had just come out then and then years later i watched the first one and realized how much better it was and although the second one's still good I kind of it was like a dream of mine. I'm mean, like, how cool would it be for those two franchises to cross over? But never really thought it would ever happen. And finally, yeah. when it did, I didn't have time to read the comic. <laughs> yeah, story of my life. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I have to disagree with you about the uh, the movies because really? I, I like the movies fine. You know, I mean, they're not. Oh, like... don't don't tell me you're going to say this. No, no, no. You know, I I I like the movies. They're fine. You know, I I you're like going to upset me. Uh, probably, but like the first and second movie, they're the same movie. They're they're the same thing. It's just like ghosts happen. They go to stop it. Nobody believes them. They get arrested. More ghosts happen, and then they get released and they cross the streams. 
Even the new movie is the same way. I like the new movie just fine, too. The new movie is the same thing. <laughs> ghosts happen. They come together. Nobody believes them. They get arrested. More ghosts happen, and then they stop them. You know, so... Yeah, I mean, overall, that's the basic plot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is definitely the the chemistry between the four leads Mm -hmm. that you have. Well, three and a half, because Winston kind of just showed up at the end of the first movie. But Winston was my favorite character in this this comic. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, Winston in this comic, and uh, not to jump too far ahead, but Mm -hmm. he, I think the character in the comic was supposed to be the character in the movie. Um, and then his yeah. character was cut down pretty dramatically uh, right before they started shooting the film. Well, yeah, originally Eddie Murphy was supposed to play Winston, and he was supposed to, if I remember correctly, he was supposed to be another doctor, another scientist. Mm-hmm. And then I think he got involved with Beverly Hills Cop and couldn't make the movie. And so they just created a new character and cast Ernie Hudson, one of the most underrated and used actors in Hollywood history, you know. Even though his greatest role was in Congo, where he's basically playing Cary Grant. So. <laughs> well, I see, I loved him. You know, the, the part that sticks out to me the most with him is um, when he was the cop in The Crow. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, he was great in The Crow, man. That's such a good movie. But yeah, man, so were you a Ghostbusters kid growing up? Uh, you know, not really, um, just because at the time, like Ninja Turtles cartoons, of course, you know, the Batman animated series... Uh, Power Rangers, I was a big fan of that. I just had other stuff that I watched, and pretty much everything that was on Fox to, uh, Fox Kids, that's what I was watching, you know, like <laughs> Eek the Cat, Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, and then when that was all over, The Simpsons were on. So I never really got into the real Ghostbusters. I'd certainly seen it. I certainly knew of it, and I I think I had one of my, one of my favorite toys when I was a kid is I actually had a one-foot-tall, stuffed, uh, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, I that was my... I had that in bed with me at night and just cuddled up to it. <laughs> Nick glowed in the dark. It was really cool. And I had that. I held on to that for years. And I think I gave it to my niece um, when I was older. Uh, so, I, like I said like I've said before, I gave away all my toys from when I was a kid. Um, and that yeah. was one of them. And, but, so I certainly knew about them. I liked the movie... Um, but again, I saw the Ninja Turtles movie first, you know, I just, I saw it, I, cer- I certainly did like it, um, yeah. hated the games, um, except for the PlayStation 3, uh, game that came out a few years ago. That was awesome, yeah, with the, uh, actors in there. Yeah, with the actual, with the, with the entire cast returning for that, uh, for voice cast, basically, and, uh, that was, that, that game is the third movie. I mean, in continuity, takes place in 1991, and the player is this new recruit that they have who never talks in the game, which I thought was kind of BS, but whatever. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah well, well, see, there is one, I don't know if you've ever played it, there is one that I thought was decent back in the 90s. It was uh, mm-hmm. Ghostbusters for the Sega Genesis. No, I only played the ones that were on Nintendo. The American Nintendo releases, uh, there was a Famicom one that I think was was decent, but it was never released in the States. Yeah. But uh, the Ghostbusters one for the Genesis uh, was actually one of my first Sega games. I got that and Roger Clemens, MVP Baseball, and Sonic 2 all all on the same Christmas. And oh, I remember, yeah. oh, dude, I remember playing the heck out of that Ghostbusters game. And I it was surprisingly good. Okay. The bosses were actually scary. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. and we we actually played it not too long ago on uh, Gen- for Genesis Gems. And uh, it's the first time I played it in years, and I think it still holds up. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I remember, like, they had, like, a really big um, audience for the toys, too. Like, they had a huge amount of toys that they released. Like, and a lot of, I mean, like, if I want to give, like, some, if I want to give a ding to the Ninja Turtles Playmates action figures, they went way too crazy into the variants of the Turtles, where it's just this set of four Turtles, you know, know, Ninja Turtles the Flamethrower, you know, whatever. (laughs) The kids love that one. Exactly. But, like, the the variants for the Ghostbusters actually did stuff different. Like, they would transform into ghosts, or they would be super scared, and their eyes would pop out of their head. There were reasons for variants, you know, not just, hey, we'll put them in this costume. There were reasons for them to be around. And I remember, I, I think if I remember correctly, I had this one Ghostbusters toy of course, I mean, I think everybody had a little Slimer figure. <laughs> uh, there was this one uh, ghost figure that was a football player that, like, you bent him over and his back opened up into a mouth or something like that. <laughs> and it was just weird stuff, like, stuff that should not have been sold to toys. Like, they were toys that were designed by H.R. Geiger or something like that, you know? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I remember a lot of those toys growing up. I actually had, for Christmas, I think it was actually the same year I got the Sega, too, uh, I got the Ghostbusters Firehouse, and it came with a can of ooze that you could put over the top, and oh, would actually yeah. ooze down the side of it. Oh, man, it was so cool. I remember a couple weeks ago you were talking about how you never had a sewer set, but you had a firehouse, so... Yeah, that's it, yep, yep. I, I remember getting that and loving that, and of course... Yeah. Those got everywhere, and of course, my mom wasn't happy about it. But oh god, my mom would never let me play gin. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. So um, yeah, so it's it's really cool to see these two franchises come together and come together so well. I think. I mean, I don't know. Did you enjoy this? The comic? Oh yeah, yeah. It uh, having read like the last sixty issues or sixty three issues we're up to now on the IDW Ninja Turtles book. And then realizing that there that in this book there's a villain that will more than likely show up soon that ties into the pantheon, you know. So yeah. I mean, like, there's another brother. There's you know, Rat King, Asuka, and Kitsune, and now there's a new character called Chiyu. And it's like, oh wow, there's this new villain that's going to show up probably when they take down Kitsune and Rat King. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, just it's like, man, they've got this stuff on lock. It's it's amazing, you know. So, but that's what I love about all these side these side quests, as I call them, you know, like Turtles in Time and stuff like that, and uh, other stories like that, where they all are in continuity. You know, they're all taking place at the same in the same Turtleverse. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, I'm just excited to do every single issue in one episode, and I think we could do that maybe for Turtles in Time and uh, Fall of the Foot Clan, or was it? Uh... Oh, Secret History of the Foot Clan. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. I would, I would love to do that. Secret History of the Foot Clan is great. Well, sweet, man. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and rock and roll in the comic. What do you think? Yeah, we've been talking for a half hour. Yeah. Oh, geez. That's the story of our lives. Story of our lives. Hello, violators. You're in Casey's comic classroom. Prepare to be schooled. So, uh, so guys, this uh, this story was written by Eric Burnham, who is the main Ghostbusters writer, and of course Tom Waltz from Turtles. Art was done by Dan Shoning, I guess. Shoning, yeah. Shoning, yeah. Colors were done by Luis Antonio Delgado, and uh, letters were done by Neil Yuitake, something like that. Yeah, Yuitake, I think. Yeah, yeah. So the first issue called "Crossing the Divide." 
um, starts off with a flashback, and it's a flashback. That, it's kind of an interesting kind of preface to this whole story. Just in case you didn't know this was an IDW book, they start with a flashback. Start with a flashback, yep. <laughs> Typical IDW fashion, oh Who's yes. Who's to be in a coma, so... <laughs> And there are a lot of cliffhangers in this, definitely. <laughs> There's at least three. So, yeah, it just starts off real real quick. Uh, monologue says, uh, Thousands of years ago, powerful immortals ruled the Earth. Then they mysteriously disappeared. For a time, they inspired myth and legend, but ultimately faded from memory. Lost to history and believed by most who have never really existed at all. Never to return again. But really, what does never mean to an immortal? So, and that's where we start off with Kitsune, and she's opening up a portal. And uh, this is a new character, right? I don't remember seeing him in the IDW run. Oh, uh, her brother Chiyu? Yeah, Chiyu. Was he in the early? Issues? I. You know what? No, they just they kind of introduce a new one when it's appropriate. They did the same thing with Asuka in the uh, Casey and April uh, gotcha. side series. But um, yeah, they, no, this is a new character uh, up until this point, uh, and I don't believe you've seen him since. Uh, so you just no. know he's there. So yeah, she's going to, she opens a portal to talk to Krang to get the mutagen, which in Secret History of the Foot Clan, it's established that she sees Krang every every couple of months or so to give mutagen the shredder so he can continue to live and stay young. Ah, that's what they're doing. I was wondering about that. I was like, what what is Krang in here for? Yeah, she has a deal that she gets mutagen from Krang every every few months or maybe every year. I can't quite remember how long it is, but she gives uh, mutagen the shredder to keep him young. Then this turns into a battle, uh, a verbal battle between Chiyu and Kitsune because he's tired of he's tired of dealing with his siblings. So. Yeah, he's like, uh, you're not supposed to be helping the conjuring demons and all this stuff. You're just supposed to be using the humans to ma- manipulate them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she kind of outwits him. And then as soon as Krang comes through the portal, she kicks him into it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, he's kind of stuck in limbo right now. And, yeah, sure enough, I do see the mutagen now. I didn't see that before. So yeah. that makes a lot of sense now. And then we get a cutaway to the turtles in the turtle lair, and they're working on this teleportation device, which this is the first time we're seeing this. Yeah, they're in, they're actually they're in Harold's laboratory. Um, oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, ironically, they're going. They're trying to. The, the first test is to teleport them into their lair. So. Right. Um, you were half right. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I love the little test. You know, of course, Raph and Casey. They're kind of making fun of Harold. Like, oh, really? This is very impressive. You know. And then uh, Harold he picks up an apple. He throws in the teleportation device. Goes right through it, and then it bonks Casey right in the back of the head. Yeah, all of a sudden you realize that Harold's laboratory is Aperture Labs or something like that. Right. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like this uh, scene here because it's just, it's got my favorite joke in this whole series where it, Casey Jones sees a fly uh, buzzing around the whole thing. He's like, you know, I saw a movie about this once. It didn't work out well. <laughs> so. Yeah, it was great too. So and you, you would think, why, why wouldn't he just cover up that little latch instead of putting a little sign that says, do not touch, spatial dimension. Why would he even have that there as an option? I don't even know. I don't even know. And it's so close to the other button that he's going to use a lot called location. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, location. Yeah, and just, you know, for, somehow these super smart guys are just like the dumbest people in the world. I know. No common sense. Yeah. I don't understand that. Just like there's a giant label with glow-in-the-dark print that says do not touch spatial <laughs> dimension. And it's like, 
What? <laughs> right, exactly. So, you know, the turtles, they step into the portal, and they're, they're going to test it out, and they're going to try to surprise uh, Splinter. And they just about make it, but, of course, the fly shows up, and Harold's like, you stupid fly, take this. And, of course, he hits the uh, one thing he wasn't supposed to touch, yeah. and that takes them into an alternate dimension, which is cool because I often wondered, you know, if we were going to do a crossover, how would it work with the setting? You know, would, would it still be the same New York City? It's still it's still New York City, but it's a different version of it, I guess, or a different dimension of it. It's kind of like the multiverse kind of thing, where there's just like you're you're crossing through the spatial wall, and whatever I can say to make me sound smarter than I actually am. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just they're in New York. They're in the Ghostbusters version of New York, where I mean, they even get teleported because they're trying. At this point in the IDW series, they're living in this abandoned church, and they tell they still teleport to that same church, but in the Ghostbusters universe, it's a fully functioning church. In fact, there's a wedding happening at this very moment, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's great. Uh, that yeah, that's where it really kind of turns up a little bit. Yeah, so you know, we get a cutaway to the Ghostbusters, and they're fighting off this this ghost. Of course, they're doing it in typical Ghostbusters fashion, and they're talking about how they're getting a lot more activity than they used to get. The Paranormal activity is getting much, much more common and much more fierce than it's been in a while. So something's definitely up. And we also get, like, see, I haven't been following the comics. So this character to me, Kylie, who helps Janine out, I didn't didn't know. I I don't know anything about her besides, you know, what this comic said. I was just going to ask you if you knew who she was because kind of it kind of looks like this, like Janine's a little sister or something like that. It looks... They look very similar. I mean, it could just be the art style, but they look incredibly similar. Oh yeah, big time. So just uh, different hair colors, I guess. But yeah, she she looks. I I would imagine if I were to venture a guess, she's one of the Ghostbusters old lab assistants or something like that. You know, so mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe she's a government employee that had to, another uh, the uh, a member of the EPA that had to replace uh, Walter Peck from the movies. You know, that's oh, that's cool. replacement, so I'm going to just hang around here, and she gets involved. I don't know. So cut away to, yeah, what like you said, the abandoned church, or at least the turtles think it's going to be abandoned. But, of course, in the Ghostbusters dimension, it's a uh, very, very busy church right now because they're having a wedding. There's a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so you got all this crazy stuff going on, and these poor people are trying to get married. Turtles, they show up completely bewildered, of course, with Casey Jones in April. Yeah. And right at the same time, Somehow, Chi Yu is there. He, I guess, somehow when the turtles enter the portal, somehow they knocked him out of limbo, and now he's with yeah. them. Yeah, he just shows right up, and he says, free, I'm finally free. And then the bride, uh, the woman being married, she says, is that a ghost? <laughs> we we were promised that this was a ghost-free venue. They even <laughs> paid extra PCOC for that, and they explain that PCOC is an insurance claim called Paranormal Contracts and Oversights Commission. And <laughs> and then she says to the priest that's marrying them, she says, I demand you fix this. And the priest says, what do you want, an exorcism? That'll cost extra. <laughs> it's going to cost you. That's true. <laughs> Just businessmen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, Chiyu, he's not too happy, you know, but he realizes that he's a lot stronger than he was before. Yeah. And we find out why here in a minute. So he ends up zapping these poor people in this wedding. I, they eventually, I guess, become what's known as the Thrall. You know, basically, they, they turn into these demons or demon-like creatures that... Yeah, he's got minions. Right, yeah. that I guess 
he shares the thoughts with them, so he commands them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can control them. He can he can kind of just like overtake their minds and everything. He's got yeah. He turns them into drones for him. Yeah. Oh yeah, big time, big time. And he actually zaps poor Casey Jones in the process. And it, I, what I loved about this comic is they Casey Jones is I guess considered a minor character, but he has a pretty pretty big role in this in this book. Oh yeah, I mean like he's he's essentially the bad guy for this book. I, oh, I, big time to a certain degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I love uh, one thing I really really love about this book, the entire graphic novel is I think they did a great job balancing everyone. I mean, I think everyone got their spotlight. Yeah, I mean, you've got it you've got at least 8 leads, you know, that's that's oh, tough. Time. I mean, speaking from experience, it's tough to write that many characters and have them feel like they deserve to be there. Right. There's not there's really not one weak link except for maybe Casey and that's because he's with he's not with them the entire time. Right. Yeah, none of it feels forced either. No, no, not at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I was surprised at how well like the characters gelled together, you know. And, and we're gonna get into that a little bit later. But uh, so turtles, you know, they're, they're trying to fight this guy, and they have no idea how to do it because you know all their moves are just going right through them. Yeah, they're phasing them. Yeah. So right at that moment when they're clueless and poor Casey's been you know taken control of, um, and I love how the mon- uh, Chiu actually speaks through Casey Jones. I thought that was a neat touch. Yeah, yeah, it's a good exorcist moment right there. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, and boy, he does look creepy. Right at that very moment, the Ghostbusters show up, and I love uh, the last line. It says, uh, um, I think it's Venkman that says it. He's like, uh, and apparently so are some kind of Kung Fu Martians. God, sometimes I hate this job. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wanted to I wanted to ask you real quickly, if you don't mind, before we go to issue two. Sure. What, how are you liking the art style in this one? You know, at first... I thought it was a little too cartoony, but the more I the more I read it, the more I kind of really liked it. I think this is the art the artist mainly. This is the artist from the uh, Ghostbusters IDW book. This is his style. So and and it looks very to me. I mean, I didn't watch much of it, but this looks very similar to the real Ghostbusters cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I kind of think that was the vibe they were going for. The only thing that I that I don't like about it is with the turtles. I think their shells are a bit too big. But oh, okay, I, I yeah, guess, I see. I guess that would make sense, you know. I mean, because they are six foot tall turtles, their shells would be they would have to be proportionate. What's uh, the packs, I mean, man? Yeah, yeah, they they do a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of peck work. You right, know, absolutely, so. yeah. <laughs> but no, but I, I do like the the cartoony style to it. I really enjoy it. And you know, the turtles actually kind of remind me of Dan Duncan's turtles a little bit. Yeah, they look very similar. Yeah, yeah, kind of wide. Yeah, a lot, a little bit beefier than most. Yeah, this isn't the um, Mattia Santaluco kind of where everybody is kind of individual, but the turtles are uh, relatively smaller than humans, and right. these ones they kind of seem pretty comparable to uh, uh, the Ghostbusters themselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah, except maybe Winston. Winston's Winston's kind of a beefcake. That guy. He really is, yeah. I mean, I learned a lot about him in just reading this issue. So, <coughs> so if, uh, got, if you real quick, if you've got the uh, graphic novel, do you have the graphic novel here? I do. Yeah, I love the the Kevin Eastman variant cover. I was about to say it looks awesome, man. You know what that is? That's a play on the Raphael issue. I really like that. Every now and then they bring that style back for a particular issue, but I really like that because. You don't know what's going to happen. You want to know what's going to happen when the who's going to be the first one to peek over the edge there. You know, I, I really like that. 
Yeah, I always do too. That is so cool. Yeah, I, I thought that's what that was—the Raph and Casey one. So that's okay. that's a nice touch. I like that. And you know, that kind of reminds me. In this issue, there are a lot of Easter eggs. So for those of you who might not have read it, we'll give away some. But I'd like to leave some kind of out too because just just pay attention to the walls in the background because okay. yeah. you notice stuff in the background that you know, especially in the firehouse. That if you if you're not looking carefully, you're gonna miss some good stuff. Yeah, I, I definitely want to reread this because I didn't pay too much attention to the actual scenery. I was dialogue in the main. I, I just have a tendency to just look at who's talking, and that's kind of it. Right. And you're much more analytical when you're going through. You go through these comics very thoroughly. But I was wondering, did they ever do a Necronomicon in here? Is there? I feel like there's a Necronomicon <laughs> showing up somewhere in this. I, w- I wish there was. Uh, you, that would explain a lot, but nah, I've not seen anything. Yeah, okay, and then I just flipped forward to the issue I didn't read, spoilers, but I was I was very happy to see that, I don't know what page it is, but they do a little bit of Jason Voorhees with uh, Casey Jones here, how he's got the mask, yeah. and that was like, that was the only thing they need to have, uh, was at least like make him look like Rick from Splatterhouse or something like that, you know, so. Oh man, I'm, that's a good comparison because I was like, he reminds me of somebody. Yeah, but, uh, I thought that was my favorite part with Casey Jones in it. So yeah, I can't yeah. talk about that. So uh, issue two, the meeting of the minds uh, starts right after that. You know, right still in the mid action, and the Ghostbusters they bust out their proton packs and they are blasting poor Chi Yu. Yeah, and this this kind of messes with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Chi Yu for a villain, he's kind of a uh, I don't want to say a wuss. He's not really. He's not as good as Racking and Kitsune, you know. No, I mean, no, he, he kind of he's kind of bumbling a little bit. Yeah, and to be fair, like he's out of shape. I mean, he even <laughs> mentioned uh, not out of shape, but you know, like, yeah, uh, you're fat. No, sorry. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, he he even admits at one point he's just like, I'm just, I'm out of practice. I've I've been confined for a thousand years, you know. Right. You know, which okay, fine, <laughs> that happens. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, you know they're they're blasting at him and they're blasting at the minions, and he's getting weaker. And he realizes, oh man, I could actually lose this battle. So he retreats. Yeah. And uh, that leaves the turtles. And uh, oh, by the way, Casey goes with him. So the turtles are really concerned about that. Yeah. And that basically leaves the Ghostbusters and the Ninja Turtles in this church, and they don't really know what to make of them at first. They're like, are they ghosts? They don't seem like ghosts. They're yeah. speaking perfect English. And But I love I love what Mikey says. He's like, why are these old guys shooting laser beams at us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really liked it. And um, this is probably, I mean, probably the next scene. Actually, yeah, you flip the page. The next page is, the next few pages are my favorite part of this whole book, where it's oh, just awesome. the Ghostbusters and the Ninja Turtles just talking crap to each other for four, for four pages, you know? Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, I really like it. It's uh, April immediately. It's just like, what were you thinking? You just shot first and didn't even see what was going on? And Vakeman is kind of like, why is it always redheads that end up yelling at people? Why does that happen? <laughs> I can back that up. My sister's a redhead. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I was kind of worried that they were going to do the, uh, of course, it's Bankman. He's going to try hitting on April and she's going to shut him down. But I was so That's kind of what I was thinking, too. I was so happy they didn't do that. You know, so just because, nah, don't do that. <laughs> just, <laughs> But yeah, I really like this. I love how just Donatello and Egon just immediately start just like, no, you don't know what's going on. No, you don't know what's going on. Oh, just, yeah. I love it. The Battle of the Wits. 
ghosts aren't real. He's like, well, how do we know? Egon says to Donatello, like, you guys look like aliens. Or, or like, how do you know? Like, you know, somebody mentioned somebody about aliens. I can't quite remember. Yeah, it's either Ray or Egon says that. Yeah. It's Egon because, like, they have a back and forth and Egon says, like, you know, aliens don't exist. He's like, how do you know? He's like, because we shoot ghosts with lasers. I know what exists and what doesn't. You know? <laughs> and Donatello just doesn't believe in ghosts. He's, he's like, there's, there's just no way they can they can exist. You know, it's just the fact that they haven't seen them. Right, yeah. exactly. And I, and I love the little exchange with uh, April and Venkman, too. You know, she's like, you guys seem pretty calm about meeting four giant talking turtles. Uh, where are we? And he goes, New York. And she goes, touche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, that great exchange with Donatello and Ray and, and Egon. I love that scene. And I love it when they actually give their names. And, of course, Peter Venkman, he gives some artist names. He goes, oh, well, that's uh, Botticelli and Signorelli. I'm not even going to try to say those words. Is that Botticelli, Signorelli, and Titian, Titian, and I'm El Greco. And he's and Michelangelo's like, what? Really? Well, is it really? <laughs> Dude! <laughs> we got brothers! You know? <laughs> Rash like, you idiot. You're a dummy. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah and he mentions, uh, Venkman mentions uh, Janine, too. He mentions that he's the data girl that used to restore paintings at a museum. I was like, oh, okay, there's a callback. I like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, so basically the whole reason the turtles are going with the Ghostbusters is they, they've realized, you know, okay, these guys are pretty normal, considering the fact that they're talking turtles and uh, they actually do want to help them get back to first of all get Casey back and get back to their dimension so we get a cutaway of Chiyu talking to his minions he says that he's talking to his minions here and he's only got like five or six of them so far but he he's talking about how your mutant he's talking to Casey specifically he says your mutant companions will rebuild the machine that freed me so that I may find other worlds to conquer yeah yeah and he wants to build an army of warriors yeah starting with Casey he starts like not mutating, but he starts changing all the uh, the wedding uh, guests and Casey himself into uh, minotaurs. Basically, I don't know. They yeah. kind of they kind of <laughs> all resemble minotaurs for some reason. <laughs> he loves bulls. I'll tell you what. I think he even yeah. turns into one. He does. Yeah, he does a few times here. He does on the next page when he's grabbing Casey, and Casey's at this point. I think Casey's just like, why? Why do you still have me? What What do you need me for? He's like. I'm going to use you as bait because he doesn't really he doesn't really know if he can take on the Ghostbusters, but he right. knows that Casey is the Turtles' friend. So if he has Casey, he has leverage on them. No, big time. Big so he's time. like, I won't turn you yet until I get what I want, you know, and so hilarity will ensue later, I guess. Right, right. And, and speaking of hilarity, uh, so it cuts back to the firehouse and Michelangelo. Well, first of all, Donnie and Egon, they're having some more discussions about some of the tech. I love the I love the the uh, pasta strainer on his head that does the brainwave <laughs> mouth uh, reader basically. Yeah, that that was from the movie, and he's also got the sniffer too, doesn't he? Yes, yeah, he's doing the the full. Th- if you remember what he did to uh, uh, what's his name, dude from Honey I Shrunk the Kids, uh, Rick Moranis. Um, he Rick was Moranis. Lewis Tully in the in the movie. Lewis, yeah, the whole thing he's doing the Lewis after he gets attacked by that dog. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's where he becomes the. Uh, He's the uh, keymaster. He's the he's on his way to becoming the keymaster. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen the Ghostbusters movie in like ten years, man. So it's it's been a long time. <laughs> I, you know, he's one of my favorite side characters from the movie too. Yeah, Tully. Because yeah. he's he's the biggest door. Well, I should I say the smallest door. He's a kind of shorter guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but golly, he was funny. Some of his lines. He's like, 
Oh, man, I'll tell you what, Dana. I, uh, I sped up my uh, workout at high speed, so I got an amazing workout. And he's, like, talking about, what was he? He throws a business party. <laughs> he's trying to dance. Oh, I just, I love him. Oh, yeah. He th- and my favorite line with him is, like, actually in the second movie when they're doing, you know, positive feelings breaks up this pink slime for whatever reason. And so everybody outside is singing, and they beat, uh, what's his name? The painting. They beat the painting. Oh, uh, Vigo. Vigo, yeah. They send him back in the uh, the jello mold, which is over the uh, New York Museum of Art, uh, breaks up and flies into the sky, and Lewis is sitting there like, I did it! I'm a Ghostbuster! It's like, no, you didn't do anything. You didn't do a man. thing. <laughs> but you keep believing it. So Yeah, I love it when he vouches for him in the, in the courtroom, too. He's like, yeah, and you know what? These guys are pretty good, okay? Because uh, one time I turned to a dog and they helped me. And then Egon, Egon just kind of looks at him and goes, very good, Lewis. Short but pointless. Yeah. <laughs> Sucking the guts, guys, with the Ghostbusters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, Michelangelo, he's uh, tapping on the glass at Slimer there. And, of course, Slimer, he scares the crap out of poor Michelangelo. And he, and he has one of my favorite lines. He goes, did he have kidneys? I, I'm pretty sure he had kidneys. I think I saw kidneys. <laughs> I think I saw yeah. kidneys. <laughs> Yeah, they they have some really nice parallels between these two teams here. It's actually it's actually really cool. Like my favorite one is with Leonardo and Winston. Yeah, and, I like that too. Yeah, where it's just like Leonardo's just like you're not like these guys, are you? And Winston's like, nope, I'm just a marine. I keep everyone in line. He's like, I know what that's like, and they give each other a fist bump. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's really cool. It's like I think that's the only time those two even talk to each other in this whole story. But yeah, that those two are like. Those two are like really the heart of the teams, right there. Right, yeah. Like the Leonardo's the official leader, and Winston's kind of the unofficial leader. He's the field leader, you know. Yeah, I really like that. So that 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 shows that there's some seriousness into in this whole book here. And Janine and uh, April, they they end up hitting it off too. They're talking about you know archiving some of these books and how uh, specters don't like it when you put them on computers and they can mess with them. And so they were talking about that. And then Ray is talking about. Well, Ray's about to show Donatello the containment unit where they yeah. lock up all the ghosts. Can't, I'm sorry. Can we talk about the book thing real quickly? Like, they don't like books. They can't do anything to books. And the first ghost they found was in a library. It would just go I know. Throwing out just, all those uh, library cards. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, the Dewey Decimal System be damned. They didn't care. <laughs> you know? You're right. You're right. But Ray's just, first ghost. But whatever. Okay. Right, I'm right. nitpicking. That, that's I usually don't do that, but whatever. So yeah, that that was kind of a weird exchange, but uh, you know, it was nice to see those those two hit it off too. Yeah, but this is on carbon paper. They can't do that. Okay, they, they actually, like that would make sense. But if it was a different kind of paper or something like that, I don't know. That that would make sense. <laughs> I don't know. Walking turtles and ghosts, whatever. Right. So I I love the next scene, man. Next scene, we've got the hockey game. So oh, of that, course you do. Yeah, I love you know. I'm all about that. You're all about the hockey, man. I thought this was just a picture-in-picture picture of you fighting yourself right here. Right, so. it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> the weird, the only weird thing is, okay, so they got the New York Rangers jersey right, mm-hmm. but the Montreal Canadiens jersey is uh, blue and red and, and white. Is this their away jersey? Not their no, home? no. They, they almost have – this guy here has, like, Toronto Maple Leafs kind of style jersey, you know, the okay. blue and white. And I'm like, what is that all about? Oh, but, Canada's Canada. You've seen one Canadian. You've seen them all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, Jose the Hosarian. Can you believe him? Yeah, I know, man. Just out of nowhere. Come yeah, on. he's got to go teleport us here. Although, this is a pretty cool place. 
And well, yeah, I wouldn't mind being just teleported to the Madison Square Garden. So, yeah, absolutely. Which, which, if nothing else, this book taught me that they have hockey games in Madison Square Garden. I had no idea. Oh, you, oh, you didn't know? No, because when I think of the when I think of the garden, I think of basketball. So, oh, true, yeah. Uh, because I mean, I when I was a kid, I was a big basketball fan, so I would, I followed the Bulls uh, every year. So and and like the biggest rivalry at the time was the Bulls and the Knicks. So I would always watch those games. So that's that's just what I think of either basketball games or Chris Rock shows. So <laughs> that's awesome. Well, yeah, yeah. So they're they're having a fight, and in mid fight, they both go, "Huh, what's going on?" And there's Chiyu and his minions. They show up mm-hmm. and they turn all these guys into more minions, or actually yeah. more like demons. They go full throttle into like demon mode, whereas Casey's kind of stuck between this, I don't know, almost like a zombified mode. I don't know how to describe it. He's not quite a demon. Yeah, he's he's um, basically he's evil dead. You know, when when right. uh, they turn Ash into bad Ash real quickly, right? Yeah. Or Army of Darkness, I should say. He's keeping he's keeping them recognizable so that so he can use them against the turtles, basically. Right. So, but then you go back to the firehouse with the Ghostbusters, and specifically it's Ray and Donatello, and he's showing them the ecto-containment unit, which I don't remember it being this big. I know that the comics are always different, but he says that uh, Donatello had a schematic on him for the uh, teleportation device that Harold and him built, and so he says that this technology that we use to make the, or the uh, components that we use to make the containment unit are very similar to what you use to make the um, the uh, teleportation device. So you can jury-rig your own right now. And then Egon mentions that there is a displacement in the, apparently, like, the dimensions themselves kind of move in a, move in a certain pattern. So you have, you have a window of so many hours to actually move between them so you can get back to your world or else you'll just be sent to another version of New York. And he estimates that at most they have 72 hours. So three days, that's it. That's it. Did you notice he had the Twinkie in his hand the whole time? That's a big Twinkie, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So you got it, nice, nice. There's a couple couple little scenes like that. Just If you pay close attention, you can see it. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at one uh, right before that. There's a box of cereal, and beside the box of cereal is a Turtles two or not Turtles two, uh, Ghostbusters two logo. Oh yeah, I just I just saw that in um in Egon's locker. Yeah, yeah that's what it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then so right at the very end there, um, they they realize oh man, so we got to go after these minions first, and then possibly we could take down Chiyu. So they have one spare proton pack, and guess who gets it? Donatello. Donatello. Yeah. Why? You respected maybe the Adams family? Of course, man. <laughs> Which is really cool because like and kind of misleading because like there's the other cover, like another issue or two later, shows Michelangelo this awesome cover with Michelangelo with his Proton pack on. Right. So, <laughs> True. Sitting there like, yeah, dude. So <laughs> Oh, and another another Easter egg. Uh if you look right above so two panels above Donatello. Oh, there's a Stay Puff Marshmallow Stay Man. Stay Puff Marshmallow Man right there in the background on looks like the top of uh, Egon's shelf, which I never noticed how many times Stay Puft Marshmallow Man shows up in that first movie. It's like if you if you really watch it, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is all over the place. Like and when um, Sigourney oh, Weaver's yeah. character 
she's uh, unloading her uh, groceries before the whole Zool temple in her uh, refrigerator. Mm-hmm. She pulls out a bag of Stay Puft marshmallows. And then there's, in one scene, there's like an exterior, an establishing shot in New York City, and there's a billboard advertising Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, or right. Stay Puft Marshmallows. <laughs> it's good foreshadowing. Which, I mean, that's kind of amazing that a marshmallow company has a billboard in New York City. So, <laughs> whatever. I mean, you don't see Jet Puff Marshmallow advertisements anywhere, and they're the only brand of marshmallow, you know? <laughs> there's that's only true. the one game in town, Jet yeah. Puff. Right, right. Oh, and then, speaking of Easter eggs, right underneath that um, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man figure is a banner from uh, Camp Wakanda. Now, I saw that, but what is that? That's the camp that, at the end of the first movie, when Gozer the Gozerian tells him, you know, pick your... Pick your uh, boss fight, basically. And uh, Vankman says, okay, clear your minds. Don't think of anything. And then... Ray thinks of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. He says, we used to roast him at Camp Wakanda. Oh, wow. I did not get that. Nice one. Yeah. I'm probably wrong, but <laughs> that's, that's uh, yeah, I think that's what that is, yeah. Yeah, that, so, that's uh, got to mean something, because that one's pretty, that stands out pretty well. He's the yeah. only one that mentions it, and it's right in the middle of the page, so it's got to be it, yeah. Right, I agree. So, there's going to be some fan on TurtleCom next week talking about how wrong Josh was <laughs> Making me horrible pizza. <laughs> oh, oh speak, speaking of which, I think they have an interesting topping of pizza coming up so, soon, too. So we'll have to... Maybe we'll close the show with it. So uh, issue three is called Showdown in Chinatown. Nice. Nice. So the Turtles, they get a report that there's some pretty serious paranormal activity going on at the hockey rink, mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden. So they're heading that way in the Ghostbusters van. And one thing I forgot to mention is Michelangelo gushes over the Ecto-1. He wants one so bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, of course he would. Yeah, that, that's. I mean, the Ecto One. I mean, that is. I mean, there's the Ecto One. There's the Turtle Van, the Batmobile, and Doc Brown's Time Machine. That those yep. are like the iconic cars of the '80s, right there. You know, that 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 just has '80s written all over it. Oh, big time, big time. Yeah, yeah and I love. I think Raph. He mentioned something like uh, Michael Angel. Like, oh man, we got to get us one of these. And Raph goes, "Huh? What do you want next? A blimp?" And I'm like, oh, oh nice okay. reference. <laughs> yeah, I really like how – I think they're driving like an ice cream truck. This one is like – that's been converted. It's like Ecto-2 or something like that. That's awesome. And Michelangelo says that you can fit a whole kitchen in here. Right. Like, oh, yeah, just, he just wants pizza all the time. I love that. Uh, I love it. I love it. So they get there at the game, and, of course, Chiyu has pretty much – turn just about everyone the players and some of the fans into yeah. these demons i mean they're just his army's growing and growing and i think that the ghostbusters they don't get it right away that okay instead of blasting to you let's go after the minions first yeah but it doesn't take long before they start catching on okay go for the minions first and that'll weaken him so in the meantime casey jones is there and he's battling with winston pretty pretty hard um yeah yeah, and all that makes sense because, like, if basically, like, they're all, like, all the minions are fed their power by Chi Yu, it kind of makes sense that, like, you know, just kind of, like, think of it as a tree. They're all hacking at the limbs to weaken the actual root there. So it, it makes sense. Yeah. Oh, big time. Big time. Yeah. So, uh, Turtles, they finally uh, catch on. Okay, we got to, we've got to kill the minions first. And uh, they do that 
and Chi Yu's starting to weaken, and finally Chi Yu realizes, okay, I can't win this fight, so he escapes. He runs off, and he takes Casey with him. Yeah. So once again, they kind of go off and do their own thing, and time's ticking. You know, the turtles don't have much time to get out of here, or they will cease to exist. So they go back to the fire station, and here's where I started noticing some of the Easter eggs. Uh, on there's uh, right on the clipboard here, uh, behind Egon in the second panel, uh, looks like I see a screenshot of Fall the Foot Clan from the Game Boy. I see Stay Puffed. I see. Yeah, uh, you ain't kidding, man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I they're really real tiny, I can but barely make out Stay Puffed there. Yeah. Oh yeah, big time. Of course, Roy's Pizza. You know, we got to mention Roy's there. You know. Yeah, Roy's Pizza. That's from that's from um, Turtles, right? Yeah, isn't that uh, Woody Woody's Pizzeria? That's it. Yes, Roy, Roy. And then later on, it, it turns into UFO pizza. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking from experience, man, I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, it looks I familiar. I found another pizza that I've got to pick. So, yeah. <laughs> It's not home of the nice lights, that's for sure. This wouldn't have happened if we just had hamburgers. Can we have hamburgers just once? Okay. Man, man we're Turtles podcast. Yeah, I get it, but not even the Turtles eat pizza every time. Can we eat just pork rinds? Pork rind? Pork rind. Pork rind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, I think they're just talking about uh, how they need to keep on attacking the minions and try to find a way to do it quickly uh, and also rebuild the teleportation device. So that's pretty yeah. much what they're talking about here. Egon mentions a prototype, so they've got to be talking about the uh, teleporter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you can see in the uh, top left corner mm-hmm. of one of the panels a Turtles arcade cabinet. No way, really? Yeah, yeah. You can see one there, and then actually later on, there's three Ninja Turtles cabinets. There's uh, the original ni- 1989 arcade cabinet. There's the Turtles in Time cabinet, and then oh, okay, I was on the wrong page. Yeah, no, I totally see it right behind Ray. Yeah, 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 right next to Ray there, and then uh, later on, you see one. It's actually the Turtles NES game in arcade form. It was kind of oh, neat. Oh wow. It's neat the way they did it. And it was the uh, seaweed stage, you know, the one everyone hates. Oh, yeah. No, I never had a problem with I still don't have a problem with that stage. There's everything <laughs> after that stage that, that I can't handle. You it's know? a hard game. It's a hard game. It's tough, man, you know. Hell Yet yeah. again, another episode of Turtle Flakes Podcast where we start talking about the seaweed stage. So. I know. It was, yep. And then uh, so it, it goes back to Chiyu, and he is not happy with Casey because Casey kind of was stalling the entire time, you know, trying to mess somehow – even though Chiyu has control over Casey, Casey has a little bit of control over him as well. It seems like they have this link together. Yeah, it says, uh, Casey specifically says that he figured out, um, he says that I figured out that that brain link of yours goes both ways, and he knows that he messes up when he gets angry. So Casey Jones is just going to just annoy him the whole time so he's not thinking clearly yeah so and i was just kind of thinking it's like you know what this whole story chi you just never really seems like a threat really yeah yeah you're right <laughs> you know it's i i kind of figure out i kind of figure that this story if nothing else shows you why this was the one of the pantheon that was banished so, <laughs> yeah true true he's the weakest link everybody's got that one cousin that you wish would just go away so yeah. <laughs> just nope you're out yeah and kitsuna i mean like she she, she got up a little zim from the very first yeah. What, very first page. So, you know, you, you you definitely don't take him. He's almost like a comedy villain in a way. So Very much like an 80s villain kind of thing. It's like, true, true. You know, it turns out that the Pantheon's actually the No Homers Club. So, <laughs> No Homers Club. Well, he could come in, but just not you. Yeah. No Homers. That's Homer Winston. He can come in. We can all about that. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, um, 
So, you know, he, he takes out all his anger on Casey and goes, okay, fine, you want to defy me again? I got a better idea for you. And then we find out later what's going to become of him, and it's awesome. So uh, right at that time, goes back to the firehouse. They get a call, more paranormal activity. They go back out there. They go back to Chinatown, yeah. They go back to Chinatown, and this time he's got almost the whole town turned into the thrall. And, uh, and his lead, his main man, is Casey Jones, giant Casey Jones. Oh, and uh, one, one thing I did forget to mention, I forgot they, they did talk about this in the firehouse, is they modified their weapons, too, mm-hmm. um, to where the turtles could wear these, these things. I guess they're kind of like mini proton packs, but they're re-engineered to where I guess they, they can be used almost like um, on their fists to punch people in the chest and then blast oh, the beam okay. directly into their chest. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, they do that too. Michelangelo's the first one that does it, and he turns one of these minions into a regular person, and he's uh, he's trying to explain to him. And this dude's got this giant burn on his chest too. It's like you might want to go to a hospital after that. <laughs> at, least, at least go to like your local CVS and buy some aloe or something. Yeah, that that, that looks painful. Looks painful. Yeah, which which is really cool. It's just like they turn their proton packs into like you know a side scrolling beat 'em up here. So I, I think that's really cool. <laughs> But uh, and you know what? And they probably had to do something like that because these uh, the minions are not ghosts; they're people. So like those lasers would probably just obliterate all these normal people. You true. Know? Yeah, they're very true. Yeah. Yeah. And that gives it some, you know something for the turtles to do too. <clears throat> yeah, because I mean they can't fight Chiyu, but the the Ghostbusters can. But Chiyu's like the biggest threat, so like there would and physical attacks don't do anything to them so they would really just kind of be hanging out just like giving moral support like you can do this <laughs> hang in there yeah you got this big guy yeah remember that mickey loves you <laughs> <laughs> right and casey jones shows up what do you what do you think of the new look i really like this man i, Me I, too. I wish this were a figure you know <laughs> i thought the same thing i actually wrote that down i was like please can we have a figure of this because he looks great <laughs> yeah playmates take notice of your idw franchise you know please come on oh my gosh yeah i mean i'd love to have an old hob figure an alpex figure casey jones figure oh be so cool yeah i would love just like pretty much all the the redesigns on all the mutanimals like i love the ray filet design and (laughs) tanya even looks cool she looks great the mutagen man figure looks really good or figure but the mutagen man looks good mondo gecko of course you know yeah Mm -hmm. i love all and just like the huge bebop and rocksteady would be amazing i really like that Oh, yeah, even time. though they've always been kind of big, they're always a bigger figure. But yeah, but no, I really, I definitely like this design for Casey Jones. Like oh, he, me too. he's all pumped up, everything, everything too. He's like nine feet tall, and he's still got the hockey mask. Still got the hockey mask, and I think he's no, he doesn't have a hockey stick. His hockey stick was turned into a spear, which awesome. yeah, that that makes sense. But yeah, he's even got like this big red cape and everything. It looks very elegant. Looks he looks like a mean guy. Really? Yes, like he it. does. Yes, he, yeah. he, he's probably my. That's probably my favorite artwork in the entire book. Is right here. Yeah. Uh, so Raph takes him on one on one while all the other turtles are trying to you know convert the thrall back to people. And yeah. I love this scene because uh, Peter Venkman the entire time that Raph's facing off with Casey, mm-hmm. Venkman's been distracting um, to you. And finally, he pulls out this huge, uh, I guess, proton cannon beam. I don't know what you would call it. And shoots him. He's got the BFG. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. You know, that kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. He's got the BFG, man. BFG 9000 all over. Right. It's a super scope for the Super Nintendo. Except (laughs) far more accurate. (laughs) 
now you're playing with power. That's yeah. right. That's right. And he gets it right in the chest. And uh, and then finally, when Casey sees his master get hit, Raph takes that opportunity because he's distracted to hit him in the chest, and that brings him back to human form. And Casey's okay. Oh, man, I love this next exchange because Bankman says, how about that? Us old guys can come up with plans, too. And Leonardo's like, you blew him up? Why didn't you lead with that? (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't you do that first? (laughs) Right, exactly. So uh, I think they head back to the station, and Casey does apologize to Raph. He's like, hey, man, I hope you know that wasn't me. And, you know, Raph, very forgiving guy. He's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. And they kind of joke over, you know, who, who beat up who. Yeah, Turtles, they uh, have some more pizza, and they're talking about Leo and... Oh, actually, Leo and Winston do talk again, it looks like. Let's see what they're talking oh, okay. about. They, they say that they about got the portal all set, and the Ghostbusters like, hey, once we get this set, we'll, we'll take care of Chi, this Chiyu guy. Don't worry about him. We got this. And the yeah. Turtles are like, no, no, no. We, we want to help. Even though we got our friend back, we want to help before we go. And uh, uh, Chiyu decides, you know, cut away to him, and... He decides, you know what? Instead of them coming to me, I'm going to go to them. You know, and then he says, "As go home line as we go to war." Yeah. So, so that's how issue three ends. Yeah. Okay. Now issue four is the long goodbye. So love these uh, issue names here. Love these these titles that they have for them. They're all really cool. These are all just like stupid noir. 80s film kind of things here. Right. <laughs> it's, yeah, not I, stupid. I shouldn't say stupid. They're actually really cool, but yeah, I like them. Yeah, me too. Oh, it's great. It, it's great. It gives you a good, like, really kind of like pulp comic feel to them. Like, just in case you didn't know that a, a book with the Ninja Turtles and the Ghostbusters wasn't going to be a comic, it just, it's just a little reminder. I like that. So. Right. <laughs> oh, you know what? And as a matter of fact, right before that issue ends, I was looking. It looks like they have a closer shot at some of the things on the wall. And it looks like it's a foot soldier. It looks like it's Fall of the Foot Clan. It's an old, the old Game Boy game. It looks like the overworld for the NES game. And then if you look real, real close, you can actually read this newspaper oh. clipping that says Ninja Rap is born. Yeah, no, I totally see that. Yeah, I totally. Yeah, that's, um, what's the first one? Uh, Fall of the Foot Clan. Yeah, that. Yeah, Fall no, of the Foot was- Clan. Yeah, Fall of the Foot Clan, Back to the Sewers, Radical Rescue. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, actually, even a couple more panels above that, I just saw this now. Uh, looks like right beside Winston's head, is that a Turtles cartoon that's playing in the background? Um, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it looks, that looks like uh, it looks like one of the Ninja Turtles from the classic classic series. Yeah, and I do like the uh, a couple panels underneath that next to uh, Ray's head is a newspaper clipping that says they're back, which is from Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, that's what I thought that was. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah some nice touches there. I really like that. So we get into our final issue. Yeah, the long goodbye. And this is where pretty much Chi-Yu takes the fight to them. They're racing against time now because this is the third day. They're at the firehouse, and they're trying to get this teleportation device up. And yeah. and it's cool because here is where, of course, Donatello and Ray and Egon, they're working on the device along with April and Kylie. Leo gives his sword to Winston. And he's, he's like, wow, the balance on this thing is perfect. And he goes, <laughs> yeah. see, no one ever appreciates that. No one ever gets that, yeah. And then, then there are all the, the three arcade machines there. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Love That's that. That's great. 
it's good stuff. Good stuff. And then uh, Michelangelo. Yeah. Oh, dude, you're good. That is the seaweed level. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the seaweed level. And then there's the beginning of Turtles in Time when they take the uh, the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. And then Turtles 2, of course, right next to it. Yeah, with the crazy April on the marquee. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We talked about this earlier. She looked like an 80s workout video model. Yeah. <laughs> she did. And, you know, that's, that's a weird – if you look at the box art, it is kind of weird. Because it's, you know, it's like the cartoon turtles, yet it's also got people in costumes for Shredder and April. and That Shredder so, costume looks like they put it together with shoe boxes and <laughs> It looks so bad. Yeah. I know. It does. It does. So, uh, so at this time, you know, they're all kind of talking about – you know what what happens if he shows up and then boom they show up the thrall do they're crawling up the firehouse and uh now they have to get right back to it and they're running out of time yeah so so the, yeah they bust through the door and venkman's waiting for him with a proton pack so uh you know the battle the battle's on huge battle in the street man there are dozens of these demons here yeah oh just... yeah yeah crawling up the walls and everything it looks awesome yeah like they're breaking down the doors and just everywhere every which way yeah it's kind of like, uh, man, just roaches, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so right at this time, too, Ray and April and Kylie, they're together, and that's when Chiyu teleports into their room, you know, when they're trying to get the device ready. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're working on the containment center, aren't they? They're work, Yeah, they're trying to uh, build, rebuild the, to- the teleportation device with the uh, leftover parts in the containment unit. Now yeah. that's right. So so what are so what are Donnie and, and Egon doing then? Because I'm looking the same thing. All of them are working together. It's just kind of like they're working on the same thing, uh, but just different components, so they can do twice the work. Right, right. One time kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, to you, you know, he's he given idle threats and everything, and uh, uh, so he's got his focus on them. And then meanwhile, Casey Jones back to human form. He's behind him, and he said, "I gotta ask." You think this big red button does anything? And he pushes it. <laughs> and I don't know exactly what it did. It opens some kind of, I don't even know what you would call it, some kind of force field. I don't know. Okay, here we go. Uh, Egon explains it because it's it's uh, a weapon that the Ghostbusters have on the top of, I think it's on the top of the Ecto-1. Okay. And Egon says it was likely connected to the proximity alarm. Oh, nope, that's all he says. It's just, oh, it's the alarm. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that does. Okay. Yeah, so. yeah, loud noises. I guess you don't like them. We, yeah, exactly. Yeah, loud noises. So. Right. <laughs> so Egon and Donatello have pretty much built the teleportation device, but they just don't know if it works. And so, let's see. Um, here we go. Uh, Donatello and Egon are working. Egon says they're um, they're working upstairs on on an EMP. Uh, they're working with an EMP upstairs. Perhaps they set it off. Oh, okay, that's what it is. Even so, it should only have affected things with the psychokinetic energy signature. And then Donatello says, "Isn't that the basis for your containment unit?" And he says, "And that this still sh-, and he says this shouldn't have happened." Oh man, I think they opened up the containment unit. Oh, okay, right. So and then and uh, poor Winston, he's there and he's been turned into one of the thrall. Yeah. And poor uh, uh, Ray's been knocked out by one of the thrall. I think it was. No, Winston took him out. Oh, Winston! Yeah, that's right. Winston took him out because Ray was about to blast him with the uh, mood slime that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Oh, they still have some of that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I think he's taking on Winston. Like he mutates oh, okay. Winston into a giant again, a giant bull, and. 
Yeah, more Minotaur action right here. Yeah, oh, and yeah. then it's Leonardo and Michelangelo and Raphael all fighting Winston. Right. And they're just, they're getting just shellacked. They're getting it, really taking it to them. And um, they eventually, using those uh, wrist-mounted proton power gloves that they have, they just kind of beat <laughs> Winston into submission while Michelangelo has the the pink slime from the second movie. Uh, mm-hmm. He sprays him down with that, and that is able, the combined efforts of the, of the three turtles using the Ghostbusters weapons. Uh, Winston is able to separate himself from uh, Chiyu's control, and or Vankman gets the uh, little containment unit, slides mm-hmm. it under him, and hits the button and sucks Chiyu into the containment unit. Yeah, distracted him just long enough to do that, um, and they got him. Yeah, and that that's it. That's, that's the pretty end, much right? the story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Michelangelo literally jumps in the air and says, "Woo-ha, we did it." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I like I really do like their goodbyes. I thought this was a nice scene here cuz they finally get the teleportation device up and you kind of see each character kind of say their their goodbyes. So, let's see. What starts off with uh Winston and Leonardo. I like this one. Yeah, Winston gives um Leonardo his old rank patches. Mm-hmm. He was a sergeant. He gives him his uh, his rank patch and uh, salutes him, and Leonardo bows to him. Yeah, so that was really cool. They Good all touch. get to say goodbye. Yeah, yeah. I like. I kind of like what um, I think Ray says. This one, he said, "It's been a trip, huh?" And hey, if you ever happen to find yourselves in this neck of the woods, uh, this neck of the dimensional woods again, and then uh, Donatello continues it. He goes. We'll be sure to stop by, but right now I'm ready to get back to a world where reincarnation is as far as things go. I got me thinking, you know, what if they did do this again? Could, could it? Do you think it'll ever happen again? Um, you know, I think it will. Part of me wants to say that since this story is a couple of years old, I, I would think that if they were going to, it would have happened already. But you yeah. never know. I, yeah. I think they. I think it. I mean, if the Ninja Turtles are doing anything else, it's proving that like all of the IDW series are kind of connected, right? You know, so I'm. I think there probably there's somebody probably at IDW deciding: do we do TMNT Ghostbusters two, or do we do TMNT and Transformers? Ah, that'd be cool. You know, it'd be really cool. A Justice League for IDW. Yeah, there would be. Yeah, just kind of we all hang out once a month, and you know, right. we all have pizzas. <laughs> Because they all they have they have done an X Files and Ninja Turtles crossover. It was out of continuity, but there is a one issue, a one shot uh, X Files crossover. Yeah, yeah, which 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 was pretty good. It was pretty funny. It, I don't think it was as entertaining as this, but it was still pretty good. I've never seen. Well, with X Files, you kind of have to, you kind of can't do comedy with yeah, that. Yeah, true, you know, very true. X Files is super serious. Where. Ghostbusters, if for nothing else, that's known for its levity, you know. So, ah, true, very true. But yeah, I've I've never even seen I've never seen that before. So I've never seen the uh, X Files comic with the turtles in it. But I and part of it is because I heard it's out of continuity, so I just I don't actually look for it. So right. And plus, I've never been an X Files guy. So I I like some of their stuff, but yeah, I, I kind of I was reading the comics and I kind of lost interest after a while. So. I'll tell you what I got into was the Lone Gunman and Millennium. You remember the show Millennium? I don't think I watched Millennium, but I do know the Lone Gunman. Yeah, Millennium had Lance Hendrickson, and they were oh, all okay. connected. They were all in the same universe. So, 
yeah, I, I liked those two shows a lot. So Well, yeah, uh, so finally they say their goodbyes, and uh, they enter the teleportation device, and Egon goes, time to go. If you wait any longer, I can't be sure that she'll be returned to the proper dimension. So they go, yeah. see you later, dudes. And they finally get to where they were going to in the very first issue, and that is uh, Splinter's uh, dojo, you know, right in the sewers. So Splinter goes, my sons, I didn't hear you come in. Very good. This is what I like is uh, they open up – you're, you're left with the Ghostbusters, and they open up the uh, teleportation device, and Vankman throws in the uh, containment unit that has Chiyu's spirit in it. And let's see. Where, does, where do they dump them? I think it's Winston that says, Egon, find the coordinates for the absolute edge of the universe, and he tosses <laughs> it in. And it just shows the containment unit floating in the space. And – it's like literally crackling with energy, and she used. It, it says about she you that he's an he's an immortal, and he knows how to be patient. Yeah, so it's like, we'll find a way back. Right, and he and, says he can feel the presence of his family near you know nearby. So yeah, you know he'll be back. So man, that wraps it up. So what do you yeah. think of this series, man? You know what i I could have done without she you and all that. You know, right. I, I really <laughs> that that is the weakest part of this whole storyline, and I think that that was. Not that they were doing it in doing it intentionally, but I think that was the point of the show or or the of the story. Like the writers just wanted to to showcase, you know, I've got this great, I've got so many great ideas for the Ghostbusters and the Ninja Turtles just talking crap to each other for four issues. And I, I think because that's every issue. What did they do? They fight for two pages, go back to the firehouse. Go fight for two pages, go back to the firehouse, and it's just. You know, it's it's mostly just them talking shop, the whole series. And I actually thought it was really similar to the Batman crossover. Have you read the whole... Batman? I was about to say, I have not read all of them yet. I think I've read, like, the first three issues, but I've not finished okay. it, so... Okay, well, I think you've only got, like, two issues left. I think that's a five-issue series. Yeah. Has the trade come out yet? Oh, yeah, yeah. The trade came out last month. Oh, okay. Yeah, it came out in September. Uh, and it's a nice hardcover bound, Ooh, too. Nice. Um and it's pretty cheap for a hardcover. It's like twenty three bucks or something like that. But yeah, they they spend the bulk of that story in in the Batcave, just mm-hmm. and it's hilarious seeing <laughs> Alfred deal with Michelangelo. It, it is awesome. Like there's a point where Don or Michelangelo is riding the T Rex that Batman has in his Batcave, and he's, <laughs> he's got like arms up face pointed to the sky he's like this is everything i've ever wanted in my entire life <laughs> that's awesome so, and then there is a you know and it's got the shredder in it and uh shredder and ray shagul team up and i won't tell you what happens but it there are cameos by almost every single major batman villain in it and it's it's a really it's a surprisingly good story yeah, and it even ties in with uh, the newest Robin, Damian Wayne, who is Batman's son. It even kind of ropes him in. Uh, it's it's a surprisingly good read. This one is uh, this one's not as good. I think this I think this is a weaker story comparatively, but um, I really like how this one this one is better to me because it ties into the overall IDW story. The Batman crossover is just a one-off. It's not in continuity, which kind of kind of sucks. But whatever. Um, but I really love 
the interplay between the turtles and the Ghostbusters is just like that. That's all you need. Like your leads are firing on all cylinders. I like it. It's it's a lot of fun. So how many how many slices of pizza would you give it? I'd give this a good eight out of ten, just because you know the villain the villain is kind of weak. The, oh, sure. the villain is, the villain is very weak. It's kind of like and and that's not a detriment to the, to the writers. I mean. They wanted to make you know every every family's got that one cousin that just sucks at everything <laughs> he does, and she you is a moron you know yeah it's kind of yeah yeah for an immoral he's kind of a bumbling idiot he's kind of like the he's the Chris Farley of that of that family you know he's Tommy <laughs> boy you know stay strong little root oh wait that's that's uh, black sheep yes yeah, black sheep yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, so I, I agree with you. I, I would probably give this issue a nine. Um, man, I love this issue for for so many reasons, and you've mentioned a lot of them already. You know, just the the wit and the uh, exchanges between these characters, and it's cool to see them partner up. And you can kind of see you knew that uh, Donatello was gonna you know battle wits with Ray and Egon, but yeah. I didn't see the exchange between. Leonardo and Winston going so well like that. I, yeah. I just didn't see. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it, it, this if nothing else, this really uh, makes me kind of want to look into the Ghostbusters comic. Oh yeah, big time. Me too. Just at this point, there's just so much of it. I probably I probably won't. Right. You know, just because just because there's at least not to the degree that I've dived into the uh, the Turtles comics. You know, so. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I feel the same way. I love the the characterizations. I think every character got their due in this, and that is a very very hard thing to do mm-hmm. um, with with that many strong characters. So, even Casey Jones and April did. Yeah, true. I mean, April was helping. Yeah, Janine. Oh, Janine even in the last issue had the proton pack and blasted one of the thralls. So yeah. she she had her moment, and April was helping Ray uh, with the containment device. Yeah, and so, Kylie, you know, got books. I don't know. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah Kylie was right there uh, helping she, April, too, in the mix. She had to carry books. She yes. had to carry books. Somebody, Somebody had to. to. Yeah. yeah. You so, got to work your way up. You got to pay your dues. Pay you got to go get the coffee. Absolutely. You know, whatever. Yeah, and, uh, of course, all the Easter eggs, man. I, I just thought it was perfectly written. I think you couldn't have done any better with this crossover. I mm-hmm. do agree about the villain. The villain was probably the least interesting part, but... I think maybe because he's such a mumbling idiot, it kind of sets the tone of what it was trying to to do anyway, which was make it was us charming. laugh. It, yeah, it was charming. It was it was like a Saturday morning cartoon villain. True, like I back, see that, back yeah. in the day when a floppy disk could take over the world. You know. So. <laughs> yep. Yep, I agree. I agree. Yeah, so. I I definitely think that. Yeah, the villain was fine. It just it wasn't. I think we're just like so used to like Krang and the Shredder and yeah. and people that are really dangerous that would probably destroy the Ghostbusters, you know. But oh, big time! Um, <laughs> but like, I, but like, you know, what would the Ninja Turtles do against Gozer? You know, there's just nothing. Right. You know? So <laughs> yeah, I was kind of hoping for a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man cameo, just if nothing else. To see, like, you know, Michelangelo probably decide, I wonder if I can eat that. What would happen if I ate that? <laughs> there were, And there were some, you know, nice nods to both the Turtles and the um, Ghostbusters, too, in the back mm-hmm. in the background. So, yeah. just, just great. I loved this comic book ish- issue. It was a great experience reading it, especially all in one shot. Yeah. And uh, we actually got some feedback on this. So, I'll, I'll read it oh. real quick. Oh. All right. Um, so the first one is from my personal friend, uh, Jameson Stout. 
he's a really really cool dude I, I worked with him for five years at uh, uh, my old school and just an awesome guy and he was the one who actually gave us the idea to talk about this which oh thanks dude yeah that's yeah cool. stout we appreciate it man so here's what he had to say about this crossover he said first off thanks for considering my question I think this crossover is a gem for IDW I'll try to be brief but there are definitely some aspects of these issues that I want to point out one I like how the fly is the reason that Harold accidentally sends the turtles in the Ghostbusters New York. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely agree there. Two, yeah. the initial interaction between the Ghostbusters and the turtles was well-written and very funny. I specifically like how the turtles change from Martians to ghosts to demons and then turtles. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. true. In like a single sentence. Oh, maybe. it's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says, number three, I loved how each turtle had a connection with the Ghostbuster, which is mm-hmm. very true. Uh, four, Seeing the hockey team converted into an army was a nice touch. It made me think of you and the start of hockey season, Rob. So, <laughs> thanks, man. Oh, Ed Rob. Uh, that's no. right. That's right. Number five, Venkman's ignorance uh, of his own process of operations was hilarious with the different alarms. Mm-hmm. That's true, yeah, because I was a little confused about that, too. <laughs> He's, we both were. Yeah, I was like, I, was like, uh, I don't know what that does. Yeah, it's just that, that's just kind of like an Egon thing. He's got so many devices that he has no idea what all of them do. Right. <laughs> But he knows he needs one. So. Yeah, it reminds me of like in the movie where he does have that little sniffer, and she goes, "So what does that do?" He's like, uh, "It's technical." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, in my head, I'm thinking, hey, "He doesn't know what it does." Spores, molds, and funguses. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and he says, uh, "Overall, I give the entire crossover nine out of ten. The only reason I dock at a point is because of a, a god combined with Casey should have no problem whooping butt." Thanks yeah. again, guys. The podcast is a weekly highlight. So thank you so much, man. And thanks for listening. Thank you for the idea. I I wouldn't have thought. I never would have thought of this. Yeah, it was right in front of us the whole time. We didn't even think about it. You know what? I've got there's something like thirty graphic novels in the IDW Turtle series alone. Oh I honestly gosh. forgot I had it. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I had bought it or if it was given to me. Josh might have given it to me a long time ago. Jay Weezy. I I want to say because you guys. I remember back in. Back before I was on Turtle Flakes, you guys brought this up a couple of times, and I remember him telling you to get it. And I think he just told you so many times that he was convinced you wouldn't buy it, so he probably just bought it for <laughs> you. Just, Fine, Hoser, I'll take care of it myself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And a big cowbunga to Jay Weezy. I wish he wish he could have been here. Now, wherever uh, you are, <laughs> I miss you, buddy. So, uh, he, you know, first of all, Jameson, thank you so much for, for writing. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree about the Casey Jones. He, he could have kicked even more butt than he actually did. Yeah. And then Christopher Carlson, he says, oh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Just look at all the Easter eggs. Also, one of the few IDW crossovers that is in canon. So, very true. And that's it for the feedback. Actually, I think Turtles in Time and Ghostbusters are, like, the only offshoots that are, like, really crazy and uh, out there. yeah. And the secret all of the these, Foot Clan, that's kind of its own story. Yeah, and the other ones are all the other I think what we consider crossovers are just all the one shots. Yeah. Which is really just character backstories. So there really aren't that many side quests here, but um and then Casey and April, but that's again, everything's pretty much something to do with uh the main storyline. The only reason that I know that this one's in continuity is because like around issue fifty Donatello mentions a weapon that he got from those Ghostbuster guys. You know? oh. So he specifically mentions tech that he got from Egon. Right. So, so that's great. I, I love it. I love it. So, uh, so Hoser, 
Yeah. Um, tell you what, man, we gotta get back to Earth. So how? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. We've got UFO pizza, and I noticed that it's been glowing for the last five minutes. So what do you say we uh, have a slice of this stuff? Try to make it back to Earth. What do you think? Man, I think we got Pepto Bismol at home. <laughs> All right, so let me open this uh, pizza box here. See if uh, you know there's one more good slice here. Okay. Oh, dude, it's Hoser again. It's a, oh man, come on. All right, hey, hey, grab here. Grab a proton pack. We're crossing the streams. Here we go. Okay, remember what happened last time you crossed the streams, man? It was a huge mess. I know, I know. And dogs leaving with cats. Mass hysteria. But you know what? We're going for it anyway. Oh, so uh, so total protonic reversal. Boom! All right, we're back in uh, we're back in Earth now. We're good. So, Hoser, what kind of pizza are we gonna have to close out today's episode, my man? Well, none that you're picking out after this. <laughs> you're done. Besides the glowing mutagen slime stuff. Oh man, you know what? I need something. I kind of feel like I'm gonna have a hard time getting to sleep, so I'm gonna need some kind of like happy pizza, right? To make to make me calm down a little bit. So I'm gonna have to go with um. Man, I'm going to talk about some extra cheese pizza with Ooh. some so- with some Ita- spicy Italian sausage and some, uh, let's see, what are those called? Pepperoncinis, man. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, I want to want to feel good. want to make sure I can sleep soundly. So we got uh, extra cheese. What about, um, did Michelangelo get the sriracha and pineapples or something like that? Do you just exist to ruin pizza for me? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> sriracha and pineapple. That'd be good. You know, Do you got the have... sweetness, you got the spicy. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll, I'll order extra cheese and um, and uh, what was the other thing you want on there? Sausage. Uh, Pepperoncinis and sausage, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, dudes and dudettes, well, here's to hoping you enjoy your pineapple, sriracha, pepperoncinis, sausage, and extra cheese pizza. Cowabunga, and happy Halloween, dudes. Cowabunga and good luck and your stomach doesn't bottom out after all that. <laughs> I mean, that's the real spooky scenario right there. Yeah, don't get spooked. I know. <laughs> Even though his greatest role was in Congo, where he's basically playing Cary Grant. So. <laughs> well, I see, I loved him. You know, the, the part that sticks out to me the most with him is um, when he was the cop in The Crow. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, he was great in The Crow, man. That's such a good movie. Oh, it yeah. is. It is. Uh, I love that movie. And I actually have that comic book, too, the, the first uh, first printing of it, too. I got it at a yard oh, sale. Oh, yeah. I I think I still have the graphic novel downstairs. I, I can't quite remember. My sister gave it to me for my birthday. Oh, nice. nice. When I was, like, 12 years old. So I read it not too far after it came, first came out, and I was kind of too young at the time to really grasp it and then I went back and read it when I was uh, in my mid-twenties or something and totally understood that book. Oh yeah, yeah, big but, time. Yeah, basically like you watch the Crow movie and I just got like, I thought that fit my personality so well. I was like dressing in black and oh, nobody understands, no. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, 15-year-old guy. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I was really into it, too. I mean, I had to figure um, Chris Beth was, I think it was like our first Christmas when we were dating. She got me this awesome gift. It was, uh, I still have it in the box. It's, I forget the name of the villain in that movie, but it's him and... Oh, the, Top Dollar? 
Top Dollar, yes. Like the main, like the main bad guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was him and of course the crow on top of a roof, like about to fight each other, and they're in a like oh, wow. posing position. Oh, it's, it's a cool thing. I'll, I'll send you a picture of it. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. sent you a picture. I think I found that football figure. Hold on, let me take a look. Is that it? I, it looks like. Yep. Yeah. Oh god, that looks creepy. It is creepy. God, there's a tongue on its butt. What are you doing? <laughs> Weird toys, man. It's the '90s for you. You had this. One. Did Nicole, you? <laughs> that's awesome. Nicole had this one. Oh, that's so cool. I'm looking at another one right now. It's a toilet with scary eyes. There's another oh, Ghostbuster. Right that one. The back send it, send it right now. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh. Oh, these these are great. I got that. Find these. See, I ne the, that, that's the thing. You, you find a lot more loose turtles figures than you do Ghostbusters figures for some reason. At least at yard sales I go to. I I don't. They didn't make near. No action figure set made nearly as many as the Ninja Turtles. Maybe GI Joe, but like nobody made nearly as many as the turtles. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, here's the other one. <clears throat> Hold on, it's coming. <laughs> I think. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty awesome too, I like it. <laughs> it looks like, you know what that looks like? Did you ever see Looker's Talking too? Yeah, oh yeah! When he's afraid of the toilet because it's gonna bite him? Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that's it, that's what they got their inspiration on it. <laughs> oh my god, there was at least a good, like, copyright infringement lawsuit waiting to happen. So. Oh yeah, big time, big time. And the rest of the guys, you know, the not so technology or ten, uh, the logically savage or savage, not tech savage. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know words. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it wasn't Janine. It was uh, oh, what's her name? Wasn't her name Janine? Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, right. Wasn't. But Janine's no, the, the secretary. Receptionist. I'm receptionist, sorry. yeah. Yeah. God, what okay. is her? I'm, I feel terrible about that now. What? What happened? They got, uh... Really? Annie... Okay, sorry. What was it? She says, uh, Janine was the girl from Designing Women, uh, Annie Potts, the actress. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know. Ah. I didn't either. Yeah. I yelled at for it. So. She, you know, she's also got she's also got some of my best, like my favorite lines from the movie too. She's like, <laughs> "I only want." Yeah, Ghost. I've quit better jobs than this. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I love when she's like, uh, "I also play racquetball. Do you have any hobbies?" I click more. I click was spores, it? molds, and fungus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. That's the uh, failed romance. They never. They never got anything going there. They did in the cartoon, from what I understand, yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah, they totally, like, they never were upfront about it, but, like, there's one episode in particular that, like, they show Janine and Inca, uh, uh, Egon, like, getting off of a couch and putting shirts on, or buttoning shirts <laughs> up, I should say. Oh. Like, Whoa, really? Jeez. Right, okay. 
shell, they're on a mission. When there's a battle, got the enemy wishing that they stayed at home. Instead of fighting these ninja masters with moves like lightning, they were once normal, but now the mutants. Sprint is the teacher, so they are the students. Leonardo, Michelangelo, and Donatello make up the team with one other fellow, Raphael. He's the leader of the group, transformed from the norm by the nuclear goop. Pizza's the food that's sure to please. These ninjas are into pepperoni and cheese. Back to the story, it's not hard to find. Ninjas not just of the body, but of the mind. Those were the words that the master instructed. But a letter from Shredder had splinter abducted. That was the last straw. Spring into action. Step on the foot, now they're gonna lose traction. Now this is for real, so you fight for justice. Your shell is hard, so you shout, they can't dust us off. Like some old coffee table. Since you've been born, you've been willing and able to defeat the snake. Protect the weak. Fight for rights and your freedom to speak. Now the villain is chilling, so you make a stand. Back to the wall, put your sword in your hand. Remember the words of your teacher, your master. Evil moves fast, but good moves faster than light. Shining for your illumination. Good versus evil equals confrontation. So when you're in trouble, don't give in and go sour. Try to rely on your turtle power.